Welcome to Nowhere Close to Famous, where we have extraordinary conversations with ordinary people. I'm your host, Josh Story, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Brooke Seal. Hey, people. I had to build the the anticipation sure. there. Do you think it'll ever just not be me, where you just I pause mean, for a long time, and then it's like... There could be a moment in time where I say, and my co-host... Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, just or maybe I'll have a new last name one day. That I'll be like Brooke, blah blah blah, and yeah. no one's gonna know what to do. If you had a choice on what your new last name would be, <laughs> <laughs> that felt personal. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have a very fun episode today. This this was um, a special one because I sat down. Brooke wasn't there. It was just a, it was just like a boys' night. Um, but I sat down with Michael Ellington and Nathan Sanchez, who were both guests individually in season on season one. And I love them dearly. But again, boys night. They're, they're awesome. One night, the three of us were hanging out and we were talking about the podcast. And they said, dude, when you asked us our favorite story to tell, we both walked away thinking, I wish I would have told a different story. And I said, y'all should come on and tell the story you wish you would have told. And so this episode is us just telling stories uh, they wish they would have told. And uh, it's just a fun little little story. I can't night. wait to listen. Yeah, it's a good time. So without further ado, here are the stories that Michael and Nathan wish they would have told. Ellington, I might hand these headphones to you at some point because my voice sounds so different than the way I <laughs> <laughs> It sounds good. I had to do a like demo certification at work. And your voice is like smooth butter in here. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Anyway, late demo. night jazz. <laughs> uh, I um, at the end they're like, all right, we're gonna circle up tomorrow and we're gonna watch the forty-five minute long video of you demoing. I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding! Forty-five minutes? <laughs> yeah, of me talking. Well, the ideal is if they're talking more than I am, but I Dang. talked a lot, so I had to listen. How was it? I passed. No, nice. So that was good, but I the voice is just a cringe situation. Mm. Nobody likes their own voice, and if you do, it can be. Corporal Rashad probably likes his own voice. He does. He admitted to it. Yep. <laughs> I think too. Like I, I don't like my voice, but I've gotten used to it. To where okay. now the voice that I hear in the so microphone profound. is the same voice that I hear in my head. That's good. Really? Yeah. That's like Nirvana. Shut up. Shut no! How does that happen? <laughs> How do you get to that point? That's maturity. <laughs> nah, you just and just that is spiritual formation. <laughs> you just have to talk into a microphone every week for a decade, and then, uh, uh, dude, it'll happen over time. Y- y'all both have exceptionally enjoyable voices, which is good. You're, <laughs> you've talked on stages or continue to talk on stages. I, what would be like the worst voice? Do an impression of like the worst voice to have to Chan listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Go to. Yeah, that would be a brutal voice to have to listen to for 30 minutes or so. Yeah. That or just like the classic like monotone. You're not monotone though. I, You've got like deep tone. Like there's a richness <clears throat> to your. That's probably over years. It used to be as flat as a C note. <laughs> I don't know if C notes flat, but sounded right. Um, boys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Stoked to be here. This is so exciting. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure we'll have mentioned this in the intro, but 
y'all are both now repeat guests and uh i'm excited about tonight for a couple of reasons one you two are two of my favorite people and i love any chance just to hang out and just talk about whatever but when we talked after y'all's episode both of y'all at one one point or another was like oh man as soon as i left i was like i should have told that story (laughs) and i remember thinking like dude let's have an episode where we tell the stories that we wish we would have told so tonight we're just going to tell some stories Guarantee it's you it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. We're going to finish this and I'm going to be like, dang. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first, the first story that I wanted to ask, to ask y'all about was, uh, it, what was the story that came to mind whenever you were like, oh man, I should have told that, that story. Uh, I feel like two came to mind for me. And one of them, the first one that really came to mind involves both of us. Okay. Come on. Uh, Heck yeah. Smoking a cig with Charlie Crockett. That was a good one. That I, was a great one. I didn't have a cig personally, but I had a beer from Vincent Neal. Who's also great. Also great. That was a... Mm. You want to get the backstory there? Or yeah. No, just tell tell the full story. Yeah. Uh, Full story. Well, this isn't a backstory type of episode. This is like, I want the full story. I want the full Charlie Crockett experience. How did we end up... Char- that day was like a good day. It was. Uh, Tacova's opened in Dallas. Yeah, it was the grand opening of Tacova's, nice. which of course we had to be there. Had to. Um, we both own a pair of piss repellents, is what <laughs> we call them, the waterproof suede's. Um, yeah, that was awesome. We met. What was his name? Houston, Dallas, Austin. He had a t- Houston Kirby. <laughs> Houston, Houston Kirby. Kirby. He was a homie. Um, the whole day was just like filled with everything. Tacova's hotel drover vibe. We were doing like. It was that kind of day. Basically, we ended up at this Charlie Crockett concert, who we whose music we both really, really enjoy. He had just released his album, The Valley, which was awesome. And so we show up at this venue in Dallas, and uh, that Houston Kirby guy was at the Tacova store. He like was helping open it up, the grand opening thing. And then we saw him at the concert, so that was what, hype. Which who is he? Is he just like just a, some rando who we started yeah. connecting with? Oh, nice. Just yeah. a dude that works at Tacova's. Oh, heck yeah. He, he was a stud. Yep. Yeah. Cracked open a cold one with him. It was pretty cool. But um, the concert was filled with a bunch of, like, honestly, like 50, 60 year old people, like all from Del Rio, I think, from his hometown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny because we felt like the youngest people there. But Is like, this before he <clears throat> kind of got big? Uh, Probably right, right on the cusp. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Valley album. When was that? Like, that must have been 20. He was getting big. 19. Yeah. But. Long story short, concert's amazing. That guy, I think, genuinely believes he was like from the 1950s. <laughs> oh yeah, it's his mo is just unreal, and his stage presence is wild. And then Michael Langton, I'm gonna let you take the story over from here because he comes up with the brave idea of like, dude, let's just go backstage and meet him. <laughs> and for me, I'm like, sure. I had done that once before yeah. with Flatland Calvary and like oh, hung no out way. with him because they were into one of our friends um, and we were on the front <laughs> row. And so that was kind of clutch, but like, I'm not naturally the person that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go meet them. But yeah. Ellington has the boldness to do that. And so you I, get to take over from here. I felt confident and it. It definitely was because one, I've, I've had met him before at like a music festival I helped out with and, drove him on a golf cart so i felt like i had an in even though there's no shot he remembered the guy on a golf cart that drove him somewhere it's me the golf cart guy i I swear that's how i opened we like go back moon river music festival yes uh it was oh no uh, revival revival at camp lucy 
Yeah. Which was where I got married. Yeah. Super dope. Wow. Different occurrences, but both great. Very <laughs> versatile venue. Very, Very versatile. Yeah. Um, so it was like we walked out and Sarah was kind enough. Uh, she was in Dallas doing a wedding. So she's like, I'll pick you up in Dallas. I was like, sweet. This is a great deal. That's <laughs> super thoughtful. But we had like 30 minutes to kill or maybe 45 before she was done and able to pick us up. So it's like, let's just go behind the venue and like, there's bound to be a tour bus. Let's just like find them, <laughs> see what happens. Walk back there. And sure enough, he and his girlfriend were walking out or just hanging out back there. And it was like, hey, dude, like I, I drove you on a golf cart at Revival. And he <laughs> acted, I, I applaud him for this. He acted like he remembered <laughs> dude, me. Dude, it was really cool. Yeah. It was a class it, act. It felt really cool. Yeah. And I felt really cool just all around. And then... Vincent Neal Emerson, which if you're from Fort Worth, like good local country, he's yeah. top notch as well. Comes out with like, he's just carrying like a 12 pack of Coors, 12 ounce cans. Maybe it was a 16 ounce cans. Like it's a cooler, just carrying it around. <laughs> so you guys want a beer? And we're like, yeah. Acted like he knew us and like we were supposed to be there. Yeah. Which like he does know uh, Bubba, Alex Billen. Yeah. Who like I'm friends with. Apparently he used to go like, hang out with him so we connected on that for a second oh, nice. but he just treated us like we were supposed to be there hanging out with <laughs> charlie crockett and we just owned it we we're like yeah dude i'll take a beer like <laughs> yeah I, I think the cool thing with that is it's like for anyone that doesn't know charlie crockett it's like meeting that person that you look up to you're like if i was in a different life and could be in music and just really good at what I did and dress any way that I wanted and just pick one style. It'd be Charlie Crockett. That's good. Yeah. So whoever like that is for whoever's listening, it's like, that's like us meeting them. Totally. And, and that made it super special. And I didn't go buy a tweed suit after that, but <laughs> I was very tempted. I kind of feel like he's like the Leon Bridges of country music. Yeah. Oh, that's a good They're on a it. very similar yeah. playing field. Yeah. 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 Just just like the whole vibe, like it's very old school. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Iconic's a good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so when you met him, which also, yeah, props props to him. Because anytime you meet someone who like acts like they're way too big time, it's just kind of a letdown. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it ruins it for you. Totally. You don't like their Never music meet as your much. heroes. Yeah. Is that the saying? I think that's something it. like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but for him, him to be like oh yeah golf cart guy like there's no <laughs> way he remembered that but that's really cool that he felt the need to be like oh my gosh yeah totally but once y'all started talking was he cool like did did y'all have stuff to talk about yeah it, if go listen like pause this episode and go listen to um like trinity river or uh, how i got james, to memphis yeah how i got to memphis yeah. his cover or jamestown ferry uh-huh. great song and you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, what a unique accent. And yeah. you think like, oh, that's part of the act. Until he walks up and says, I do apologize. And it's like <laughs> straight up. That's how he speaks in yeah. real life. And it's like, you're re- like you're a cartoon character. Dude, he genuinely <laughs> believes he lives in the 1950s. Yeah. He's it's not, wild. Yeah. He's, He's a cool. cartoon character. So it, it lived up to the hype. And I probably enjoyed his, I would say I would, I don't know about you, enjoyed his music more afterwards. Oh, totally. He was yeah. so kind and like, we probably talked to him for, we were back there for like 20, 30 minutes, I feel like, At waiting least. on Sarah. And he was, it wasn't just like us being like, dude, tell me about whatever, yeah. you know, fangirl or whatever. We literally like, Vincent Neal offered us a beer, cracked open a beer. We're just standing around, 
And then Charlie Crockett starts asking us questions. Like he's, <laughs> he's the one like carrying a lot of the conversation. I feel like, which was cool. Him yeah. and his friends and that little circle the posse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the sweetest part of like, it didn't feel like we were just like pulling teeth with him or just yeah. forcing our way in. He was like, yeah, y'all are hanging out with us. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, Vincent Neal's like, I got some cigs. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> and yeah, we smoked a cig with Charlie Crockett. Yeah. In summary, meet your heroes. <laughs> some of them are cool. Some of them are cool. It's worth it. Honestly, that's a better addendum to that, to that quote, right? Like never mm-hmm. meet your heroes. It should be. Yeah, meet your heroes. Some of them are cool. Some of them check out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of them don't, but some of them do. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What uh, what else? What what was the other stories that y'all were like? Ah, oh, man, I wish I would have told that last I time. Good, you were actually at this one too. Um, wedding day. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're going there. Um, There's after, a lot of stories there. I feel like. There are a lot of stories there. One like obviously best day of my life it was super sweet all of our people were in durango colorado which is just a treat as it is and yeah it's tough to have a bad day in durango absolutely yeah it's beautiful i mean just just good vibes all around not to mention my wedding day which is just super i mean hard to explain in a a couple words but that morning I like woke up, everyone was kind of up and we, all the groomsmen were in a single house with some other guys that were staying with us. And it was two stories. And uh, when you like first walk in, there's like an opening and it's kind of tall and open with a big window. Dope place. Yeah, super pretty. And it was up kind of out of town and up on a mountainside kind of, but not Mm. like a rigid mountain. And so uh, kind of quote unquote off the grid, but not really. And that morning I got up, I go outside and I'm like journaling, just taking notes and like being really sentimental and like (laughs) writing Sarah a note, uh, a letter to read to her later, which was awesome. I was like, so in the feels and feeling good. And from my perspective, I stand up and like everyone's acting cool that's outside. I stand up and turn around and see everyone like scuffling around in a flurry. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Walk in, here's the curveball. There is actual fecal matter falling <laughs> from the ceiling, from the light fixtures, from cracks in the ceiling, everywhere. Dude. And just reeks, as you can imagine. Uh, yeah, totally. It was like war in there, man. <laughs> uh, turns out, like, someone opened the closet and they were like, 10 buckets like they knew this was gonna happen there's no way you just have 10 buckets <laughs> right yeah, not yeah. planning Wait, for... i didn't think about that yeah those buckets were at the ready yeah it was like totally oh my gosh yeah. Wait, you've experienced this before haven't you yeah, yeah. yeah. and apparently that they had been dealing with it for like 10 or 15 minutes and they were like just don't tell michael he's outside it's his wedding day so I walk into like sheer panic and I'm like, this is freaking funny. And also <laughs> what the heck is yeah. happening to be clear. It's like the plumbing. There was a mm. second story bathroom and out of nowhere, just like it started dripping down from the second oh story. Gosh. So like, it's one of those things where you can just imagine like the moisture kind of just settling <laughs> up on the ceiling. And then slowly you just hear the like drop. And then after that, it's like floodgates open and you see this, fecal matter <laughs> like, it's like brown liquid just gushing and everyone's freaking out 
shirts off like because everyone's just waking up and holding buckets <laughs> above their heads and it was disgusting it was a mess dude so did like i mean y'all all looked great y'all <laughs> y'all showed up to the wedding smelt great dressed and showered and all that stuff did it affect any of that because i would imagine it'd be tough to like keep everything clean when there's like little poop dripping from the <laughs> ceiling yeah we um I think we spent like the next 30 minutes just putting buckets in place and making sure nothing was getting on the floors. And then it's like, well, we've got to go to brunch. Like this is a scheduled thing. <laughs> and, um, Colton Christian Christensen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I just blanked on his last name, <clears throat> but he was like, I've got to stay behind and work. I'll take care of it. And I was like, what a hey, saint. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. What a stud. And, so we go off to brunch, we get back and it's like, nobody touched the upstairs toilet. Just don't even go near it. Yeah. Whatever. But I, I don't know if you noticed this, but when I showered, I was like, it reeks of sulfur, like yeah. just like rotten egg. And I was like, <laughs> this is not good. Like I swore when we stood up there that I smelled like just rotten egg and sulfur. And I guess luckily the mountain air may have just dissipated it. But the rest of the day went out, went off without a hitch. Did so, yeah. Check your uh, Airbnb <laughs> the best you can. Did y'all leave like a review saying, "Hey, oh. gr great stay." However, the fecal matter, yeah, <laughs> the fecal matter wasn't ideal. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a yeah. That we um, called the owner of it, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, I've never, I couldn't imagine." It's like it's like. Looking really? back, there were buckets in the closet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. So if you roll up to your Airbnb, check the closets for buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Then> we, um, <laughs> they, they tried to get us to pay for the damages. No way. Yeah, which is like, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Like, we weren't partying or like, yeah. it. there's nothing we could have done. No. Except not flush the toilet. But right. I think that ended up Which then resolved. you have a whole other problem on your hands. Yeah, that's a whole other problem. Yeah. So everything went well after that and i got married so dude that's win hilarious. overall but definitely funny to look back on the chaos Dang. dude that was a chaotic morning if you've been keeping up with nowhere close for a while you know we love our spare change but if you're new on the scene welcome to the fam we have to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors our spare change is a jewelry company based out of southern california they went on a mission to create handcrafted custom jewelry that helps people share and tell their story. Um, and obviously at Nowhere Close, we love sharing stories. So the partnership with Our Spare Change has made perfect sense. Yeah, I was on their Instagram the other day and they were sharing a few of their stories and um, it became so evident that what they do provides a level of meaning that most other companies don't get to provide and that these pieces can be worn for years or passed down to your kids and these stories can be shared for generations and we just couldn't be more proud to partner with our spare change so if you go to rsparechange.com and use code nowhere close at checkout you can get 20 percent off your order so again that is rsparechange.com and use promo code nowhere close to get 20 percent off your order What stories in your life, uh, when you look back back on, like, what are some of the most impactful, meaningful moments? Uh, obviously, um, escaping the the flood of fecal matter <laughs> is an impactful moment. But when you think of like the stories of man, 
what makes you you or just things that were just really meaningful anything stick out i thought of a good one and this involves you josh which oh, okay. is pretty cool I, I was thinking back it's really cute uh it is really cute it's a great story it's how we became close friends as well the start of it arguably I'm but curious. um after my junior year in college i was super fortunate to be able to go study abroad in europe which was awesome so i was in prague for a while and then packed up in a backpack and and hit the road and went to like rome first and then amsterdam and uh throughout belgium and the specific moment that I, I look back on now and in the moment it was like this doesn't I mean it's cool like great news but it doesn't mean anything for the rest of my life it's like one of those subtle moments but sitting on a train headed to Paris and I knew I was going to be hanging out with Sarah because she had been in Paris all summer and Sarah who is now your wife now my wife no. yes <laughs> and at the time it was like we had just become friends there was no love interest at all. Like we were platonic as it gets and, <laughs> and we we're just like excited to see a friendly face or whatever. So it's like, Oh yeah. Like we hung out before. Let's yeah. hang out. Um, probably a little bit closer than that friendship wise, but I got a text from you while I was sitting on that train in the morning that said, Hey, we want you to be a college intern. And for me, it was like, Oh, I didn't even know I applied to the internship. <laughs> I thought I was like applying to be in leadership or like, whatever and so that was like a huge surprise and very exciting and maybe this is like romanticizing in my head but i think you mentioned like oh you're going to be on the um hospitality team with sarah and i was like oh that's awesome i'm going to hang out with her now and you were like oh i'm going to go let her know or you just had or whatever and then the moment passes and it's like whatever like great really excited for this but like it just has an impact on my senior year what i didn't know <clears throat> and the kind of cool full circle is like I went and hung out with Sarah for like probably two days or so in Paris doing the world's most romantic things. Oh, 100%. Ever. Like, I mean, we sat under the Eiffel Tower, like brought macaroons and chocolate and bread and cheese and had a bottle of wine or I think uh, champagne, which Purely is... Purely platonic. Oh, very... <laughs> legitimately was which is the really <laughs> wild thing but yeah like most romantic place in the world and we're doing all these romantic things we went to like the Vouv Clicquot caves and it was like what a fun trip with a friend <laughs> and like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure both of us texted friends that was fun pal <laughs> like, good time a punch on the arm <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great and um I had a friend text me he's like so uh what's what's going on here? I was like, Oh no, like we're just friends. I'm pretty sure she had someone text that. And it was like, yep, just a couple platonic friends just <laughs> hanging out and, um, got back and started interning. And it was like three months later that I was like, Oh shoot, this girl is incredible. Yeah. Like it was headed to Denver when it hit me, when it was, we sat next to each other. And this is after we'd become closer friends through interning. We were on the same team together, just her and I working together. So it's like I got to see her gift mix and like her ability to bring people in and host and all that kind of stuff. And it was like it was super dumb in like retrospect, but she like put on Bon Iver and for me it was like, and she likes great music. Like, <laughs> wow. Click for me at that moment. And reflecting back on that, it's like, well then I asked her on a date after we got back from Denver, the college trip. She said no, very kindly, mm. and decided 
like a month and a half later, like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. And that doesn't seem like the beginning of this story would have much to do it with it, except if I hadn't been a college intern and I hadn't chose to go abroad in the summer instead of the spring, the semester before, I wouldn't have become a college intern, which means I wouldn't have hung out with my now wife, which means we probably never would have started dated, dating and we wouldn't be married now. Yeah. So in terms of like impactful moments, that one's been like super wild for me to look back on. It's like, huh, I didn't think that one text literally changed the trajectory of my life in such an incredible way. And now looking back, it, it did. Well, it's called the, the butterfly effect. That's the, that is the <laughs> butterfly effect. And you are welcome. Yeah, thank you, I'll Josh say. the matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's that's really cool to hear, man. And like, I think too, like it is, like I don't know if I thought about y'all's story from that that standpoint of like, you know, you say no to the internship or we don't ask you to be an intern or she says no to the internship or we don't ask her to be an intern. Like things could have been so drastically different. And uh, yeah. It's cool. Like it's fun to to hear you tell that story because I because I have my perspective of all that, right? Like I vividly remember seeing on my Instagram photos of y'all like <laughs> hanging out under the Eiffel Tower and going to Champagne Flip and like Sonic. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I remember Haley like looking at it, being like, "Oh my gosh, they're one hundred percent gonna date." And I was like, <laughs> "We'll see." And uh, and then for whatever reason, like y'all did the most romantic things in the world. And nothing came of it. And we're like, <laughs> what is happening? That is so crazy. And then I, I remember uh, it was like us three in Denver. And I think there was like an afternoon where I think I took oh. <laughs> you two, John Wayne, and maybe somebody else. And we were getting coffee and I decided that I was just, just going to buy everybody's <laughs> cup. And uh, Very kind of you. <laughs> thanks. Well, it wasn't my money. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh they yeah in and michael's last in line and he's fucking up and he orders and he looks at me and says hey so uh i was uh i was gonna get something for sarah is that is that okay not in the budget and uh i remember saying like, i said dude when are you gonna ask her out already bro and he looks at me and goes you can see it too <laughs> and i was like bro anyone with eyes can see it man like every like we all see it and uh <laughs> That was a good moment. Yeah. So, that was funny. dude, here we are, man. Here we are. That's cool. That was a good trip, Denver trip. That was a good trip. We all shared a bed together. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was Yeah, that was that was the one where we uh where we misjudged the size of the rooms. Yep. We put mm-hmm. 6 in the room instead of 5, and so it was nuts. People had to cuddle up. Did the hotels ever know y'all did that? I don't know what the rules are of So that was people. that was one of my prized uh thought processes when planning trips when we would go on trips we would exclusively book uh the hyatt place mm-hmm. because the hyatt place always has in in every room has a pull out couch bed thing mm. really? usually usually that pull out couch has room for two the the hotel that we were staying in it only was had, just here it was just a single <laughs> yep so that was a that was a bummer but by and large you can fit six people in a room instead of four and you save yourself a ton of money mm-hmm. because love that. Yeah. So anyway, just, just a little pro pro tip for booking hotels for big groups and trying to drive down <laughs> the cost, which we that's, do often because yeah. that's what every listener is asking. Like, man, how do I plan a trip for a hundred people and drive down the cost? Well, book with Hyatt, <laughs> book with Hyatt place. Use code nowhere close. 
curtain. Honestly, that would be a great you. sponsorship. Yeah, that would be. Nathan, what about you, man? I feel like there's a lot of meaningful slash impactful moments and memories in my life, and I don't know which one to choose. Um, I feel like in the last episode, like the first one that comes to mind, I shared in my episode how my life essentially got changed over Brahms ice cream. Um, so if you want to listen to that, go listen to that. I think the other <laughs> one that I think about, though, is on the heels of that one was the first time I went backpacking. Um, I was, I feel like I grew up going on camping trips with my dad or whatever and did the Boy Scout thing for like a little while and absolutely freaking hated it. <laughs> um, it was like, you know, you're like dad and then you see like three other dads, you know, out there and they're all yelling at their sons like, hey, you know, hold that, hold that tin up right there. You know, and it's like, <laughs> it's not a fun experience. And then you're like getting swarmed if you're in Texas with like gnats and stuff. Oh, gosh, and, dude. Yeah. yeah. So like camping experience for me was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I remember I ended up, this is after freshman year of college, I think, or right before, right after, I think. And I just got done working at a camp and everything. And a lot of people were going backpacking in Colorado. And I was like, what the hell? I've become really good friends with all of you. Yeah. Let's do this. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I say yes to this? And I'd just been exposed to a lot in college that like was changing my perspective on life and all that kind of stuff as happens when you go to college but um <laughs> met like some really great people that i worked at camp with and life was just like kind of turning for me and so i go on this backpacking trip and i remember like i felt so out of place i felt like everybody else had done it before mm. they like all had their hiking boots they put on packs before they like were all the outdoorsy like hipster people listening yeah. to bonnie bear like <laughs> um and i go on the trail with them and it's like you were you're out for six nights or so oh, something dang. like that which is epic yeah um but at the time i was like what am i like getting into <laughs> um but i think the reason this story comes up is i remember everything on that trip kept pointing back to like holy crap life is so much more than me like so much bigger mm -hmm. than than my you know we little nathan sanchez mm -hmm. perspective and like you're out on the trails in the backcountry, close to durango colorado um, we were like in the San Juan mountain range and there was a couple 14ers there that, uh, that we were trying to like, uh, climb up and all that kind of stuff. And so you're like seeing the mountain range of the Rockies and it's like vast. You like peak a 14er, you start at like four in the morning so you can catch a sunrise at the top kind of thing. And it's brutal while you're doing it, your legs hurt and everything. And then you get to the top and you see this magical, majestic sunrise Yeah, and it's like, holy crap, like this is all bigger than me and then you sit you sleep out at night and you like sit under the stars and i feel like that entire week was just like wow this there's something to this life that there's a lot of adventure out there a lot of i don't know it was it made you feel small which i think everybody should feel at some point in their life but i agree yeah that's one of the the first stories that Dude, comes up at that's least. a great point man i didn't like i feel like there's a lot of people that feel um small they feel insecure they feel less than hmm. and I feel, I feel like there's a big difference in feeling less than and feeling small right it's and good distinction and I think there's something really profound about getting to look out at the world and think oh my gosh like I am tiny yeah and not in like a self-deprecating way but in like a sense of like awe and wonder and grandeur and thinking like wow this world is so big and so complex and 
and I get to be here. And I feel like from a faith standpoint, like that's such a revitalizing realization because you realize why. Yeah. And whoever's behind all of this cared enough to put, put me here. Yeah. That's so true. Revitalizing is such a good word. I think for that trip, it was a revitalizing experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, I hear that. And I just think through like standing, this is, maybe cliche but standing in front of a large mountain is like very awe-inspiring yeah. it's super easy to walk past me like oh look a mountain but if you like <laughs> sit there and think like holy moly that thing's daunting. fourteen thousand feet tall yeah that's i'm i'm really tiny and it could either i mean to your point it could either be like i'm really small and meaningless or it's like wow like this world is wild yeah and and exactly what i said awe-inspiring yeah have you all seen that documentary mountains or mountain? No. no. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got to plug it. It's on it Netflix. Mountains. It's about mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and being in Fort Worth, we don't have access to, to mountains clearly. And I think I watched this last summer. So it's like, it's hot, hotter than hell. Yeah. It's miserable outside. And I flip on, I was like, Oh, mountains. That looks cool. <laughs> I think it's mountains. Um, and it's just this like grandeur, it's a documentary, but it's like, I, I'm pretty sure they filmed all of it. And then they had a live orchestra, watch it and film the music. While oh, they that's did cool. It. That's epic. And then it's narr- uh, narrated by William Dafoe, which oh, is like really? super out William of left field. Dafoe. <laughs> did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Okay. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got that somewhere, <laughs> but I'll have to say that if you want to, feel awe inspired and want to hit the mountains that's something you should watch dude yeah. that's right. awesome uh, have you seen solo or what or free solo free solo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. free solo is great that yeah. m- man has a couple like bolts loose alex dude, honnold for oh, real yeah. yeah but like talking about feeling small dude when they like zoom out and you see him like climbing up the rock face yeah oh i my palms are sweating thinking about <laughs> it. What's the dude that um that just did all the tallest mountains? The, uh, mm. No, that's not a good description. <laughs> <laughs> he like broke all these records and did Mount Everest and all the other ones. Someone on the podcast is saying it in their car right now. I'm like, I know that. They're like yelling at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh. Climbing documentary. He's looking it up right now. Yeah, this makes for bad, bad podcasting. <laughs> was it bad radio? Wait, like, is it like, is he a hiker? Is he a climber? He's um, a jogger. Fourteen peaks. Nothing is impossible. Oh yeah, I have heard of that. He he acts super humble when he's like, he's like, oh, I just trained really hard. That guy's a freak of nature. Yeah. Like, hmm. He had like a beer gut like four <laughs> months before the trip and was like, I'm going to get there. And it's like, nobody can do that. But he, he climbed the 14 tallest mountains in the world in record time. Like, I think the fastest anyone's ever done all of them oh, wow. is like tens of years apart. And he did it in less than like eight months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just like back to back all while his mom was like in the hospital and sick and had to like interrupt his trip. It's it's well worth watching. And also, he's got a few bolts loose, to say the least. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. If you liked Free Solo and that kind of like documentary kind of style, 
you should go watch the Valley Uprising. That's another good one. It's mm. all about Yosemite Valley. And then the Don Wall. The Don Wall, Ooh. I honestly love more than Free Solo. Okay. It's Tommy Caldwell, and he's just an incredible, gritty climber. And it's 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 epic to watch. <laughs> it's so good. Would y'all try that? Like if you were harnessed up and there's no risk, I guess as little risk as possible, would you go try and climb Half Dome? Or at least like... Absolutely. You would? I, I get like nervous climbing the wall at summit <laughs> like the one in grapevine that's like tall oh, yeah. but i'm strapped in uh dude it terrifies me so yeah. i'm gonna go even with when you're no. even when you're yeah. strapped in so yeah i don't know what it is man like so i i hate heights like mm. literally terrified of heights really i can do it like if i'm in like a plane or yeah, yeah. in like a skyscraper like if there's something like holding me back if there's like a buffer yeah i'm good but the idea of like skydiving bungee jumping mm -hmm. any of that but climbing hooked up to a, a rope and a harness i mean climbing half dome and yeah. <laughs> in a harness yeah no absolutely Dude, not that's funny i i used to be afraid of heights too yeah um and then you just like sucked it up and became yeah, a man i <laughs> no i the what got me over it i was into this girl my junior year of high school i'll do it classic and uh, we all went to like Universal Studios for, uh, I don't know, some trip, spring break thing or in the summer. Anyways, she wanted to go on all the like crazy at crazy rides. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> I, I want to be sensitive to who's listening. No, to I, this. Love I love it. I love it. She wanted to go on all the crazy rides. And I was like, crap, man, like I've got to impress this girl. So I did them all and I got over it by the end of the week uh doing all those crazy rides but long story short not anymore especially when i'm hooked up to a harness and mm -hmm. a rope i feel like that's why i loved climbing and maybe this was like too much trust in the harness but when i put a harness on and i know i'm clipped in i feel invincible <laughs> <laughs> like i'll fall 10 15 feet sure if i miss a thing but i know the ropes got me and all i'm getting yeah. is like a scrape or something yeah. on my body but like I would love to like try and tackle Don Wall, like knowing I've got a harness and a rope on me. Like, why wouldn't you? Dude, props to you. You should try it. Would you make a documentary about me? I would come yeah. and watch you. I would, <laughs> I would, I would stand at the base, or I would like find a way to hike up to the top and meet you there. That could be your low key famous episode, like a live episode. Dude. We're here live at <laughs> Half Dome with Nathan. <laughs> Talk to him for three minutes before and. A minute after if he makes He's it. He's got a PBR in his chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, that would be sick. I'm I fall with you, Josh. I um as a kid I was like I just imagine as a movie montage. I'm like on a climbing wall in like middle school in Durango. <laughs> you know, one of those they prop up and it's like a to go one. Totally. And it's like me screaming, it's like, I'm gonna die and then it zooms <laughs> out, I'm like four feet up. That was me <laughs> as a kid. So the fact that I ever had a membership of Summit was a big leap for me yeah dude but then you get me at um that summer that i was in europe and did a national parks road trip for some reason the thrill of being on the edge of somewhere that i should have died on mm. really hit home i don't know <laughs> what it was but I, my instagram <laughs> series continually was sorry mom uh <laughs> I please remember don't those watch days. this yeah, yeah. I, did. I did too your keep exploring days oh yeah you're like a brand rep for them or something that was awesome Dude, that's hilarious. So, dude, my my fear of heights is so 
bad that this is such a random example. Um, I would remember like watching the bachelor or the bachelorette, like back in the day, (laughs) back when I was like still single. And I remember one, one scene specifically, uh, for one of their dates, they had to climb to the top of like the golden gate bridge or something like that, where they, they were strapped in. They had to walk all the way up to the top. And I remember thinking if I were ever on the bachelor, I'm sure there's like like a question or like they do crazy bungee jumping stuff and it's this thing where, the, where it's like, do you trust me? And you know, and, yeah. and it's like the sign of their love and their trust or whatever. And I remember seeing enough of those thinking, I wonder if they ask you if you're afraid of heights. I wonder if they mm-hmm. ask you like your fears and stuff like that. Cause I want to have to say the opposite of what I'm afraid of. Like, oh man, I'm so afraid of baked goods. You know, like I mean, <laughs> something that like would actually never get me t- to the top because I would legitimately be the guy like all of America could be watching and they're like, all right, for your date, you were going to climb to the top of that bridge. And I'd be like, no, we're not. And then you're like, but like, and it's it part of the right show. There. And it's like, I, you can send me home right now. Like I'm not <laughs> climbing to the top. I don't know where that fear of heights came from, but it's there. Hmm. And watching the bachelor is what made me realize I would, I, I would ask to be sent home. I'd be like, nope. Send me home now. Can we do something else? Or if you need to send me home, I get it. I'm like out. I get it. Like it's not it, it's not the most attractive quality in the world. But I'm sorry, I uh, hey, I can't do it. That, you're a man of conviction. Hey, I don't think thank, you're alone. Thank you. You stick to your guns. Yeah, definitely not alone. I appreciate it. <laughs> Buying your first home is so exciting, but let's be honest, it's also overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, first you have to figure out where you want to live. Then you have to figure out if you'll be approved for a loan. Then you've got to think about inspections, closing costs, insurance, and property taxes, all on top of making the offer and hoping they accept it. It's a lot. But lucky for you, our friends at League Real Estate are here to make buying your first home an incredible experience. In fact, LeagueRE.com slash close is your one-stop shop for anything related to buying your first home. We're talking advice on mortgage lending, how to calculate your monthly payment, access to incredible agents, and so much more. So if you feel overwhelmed by everything that goes into buying a home, rest easy knowing the incredible people at League are here to help guide you through it every step of the way. They're here for you and ready to serve. So again, that's leaguere.com slash nowhere close for the absolute best home buying experience. Okay, last question for uh, stories. It's kind of kind of a weird question, but what's a story that like just makes you smile when you think about it? You're asking us these like really thoughtful questions. That's, that's <laughs> what we do here, man. Yeah. You got it. Oh, shoot. Maybe. I'll give you an example of one and you can think about it. Let's think. So like for me, a story that always makes me smile. It's not like the funniest story in the world, but it makes me smile. When I was in seventh grade, we took a a class trip to like San Antonio or something. Um, It was somewhere in Texas. And we're all on this charter bus and we're driving all across Texas. And my dad was a chaperone on the trip. And, uh, all the dudes are in the back of the bus goofing off, being loud, not paying attention. And our teacher is trying to like get our attention. And, you know, I'm like, Hey guys, guys, you know, stop talking. And we're just being seventh grade punks. Right. 
And my dad stands up at the front and he goes, he goes, Hey, and like, he yells a bit loud. We like stop and we like look at him and he goes, uh, you didn't say it. We go say what? He goes, must be the money. <laughs> and we go, what? He goes, he goes, Hey, it must be the money. You know, it's like the new uh, Nelly song. <laughs> I mean, no surely you guys have heard the new Nelly song, right? <laughs> and none of us had heard it. And we're like, Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah must must yeah, be yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah, we've heard the Nelly song. Have you heard the Nelly song? It must be. <laughs> and like, it just makes me smile because like that was my dad. Because like my dad knew Nelly before we did, right? Or like whatever. And uh, and so he goes, "All right, I'll make you a deal. For the rest of this trip, you can talk, you can goof off in the back, do your thing, right? But the minute that, that I yell, hey, I want you all to say, must be the money, <laughs> and then you stop talking." And we go, deal. And so for the rest of the trip, we you know, hop on the bus. We 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 be goofing around. But when when it was time to like be quiet and listen, every time we stand at the front of the bus and go, hey, and the whole bus bus would go, must be the money. And then silence. And then silence. That's amazing. That's and it just makes me smile because he he was that good at like finding. I mean, like I feel like most chaperones would be like. Hey, you gotta show some respect to your teacher, and like, which, which goes goes over so well with middle school kids, right? <laughs> but you know, he like figured out a way to make being quiet fun, you know, mm. and uh, and he he knew pop songs before we did, and we all felt like that like, dude, Josh, who is your dad that he knows the cool songs before anyone else does? Nelly. <laughs> so anyway, always makes me smile. Anytime I hear that Nelly song, makes me think seventh grade. Mm. That's great. Field trip. That's a killer story. Thank That's you. a great story. Yeah. What makes you smile, Mike? What makes me smile? This is a, Sarah reminded me of this one. It's a really good one. The tacos. Mm. And the the story behind why I love tacos so much. <clears throat> so it, it gets heartfelt and then it it has a hopefully funny ending, or at least you know some intimate detail about me by the end of this story. But when I was in high school, I think I was a junior, my brother um, had clinical depression. And so was I didn't really understand that at the time. So this was like super, not only super formative for him and, and getting that taken care of and figured out and how to cope with that and work with that in his life. But um, at one point he went into like an in-house facility that was in it was like 20 minutes the opposite direction from my high school mm. from home. So it was like going opposite. And <clears throat> I was only able to visit him on Tuesdays. And he had an idea after I'd visited a couple of times. He's like, what if we have Taco Tuesday? And I was like, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and so I would go pick up a Taco Bell Taco 12 pack. <laughs> and I love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And do they still have them? I don't I know. I'm sure they do, right? They should. Um, but I would go pick that up, and we'd each slam like six tacos hanging out. And this, the sweet side of that is like he is uh, soon after that overcame and, and, and was able to navigate life and wasn't in a dark place and now is thriving, which is super cool. Yeah. But that was when my like love for tacos started. It was like this sweet, sentimental... Like my brother and I ate tacos and kind of just like small talked and, and talked about life and how things were going in his world. And it 
and it made the world slow down around mm. us. And so now tacos are still this sweet thing. It's like, yeah, I freaking love the flavor of a good <laughs> al pastor taco. Um, that that's there's no denying that. But in the back of my mind, there's this like sweet notion of like, man, tacos are like breaking bread and, mm. and just enjoying company. And so they've always kind of been that. Fast forward to the funny part of this. Yeah. The at least the funny part of tacos in my life that has like manifested over time to where it's just like ingrained in me, like just love tacos. And so one night after tacos and a, a margarita or two at <laughs> Austin city taco, RIP, but the sangria swirl, I just saw that they, that they, they closed. So sad. They yeah. had, I had, I, I think they had one of the best margaritas in town. It was for five bucks. It was reminiscent, or maybe that's not the right word, but it reminded me of when Art Taco and Blue Bonnet closed. Totally. Mm. Man, Fallen totally. Soldiers, man. Yeah, Art Taco. Great cheap marks. <laughs> Poor Art not Taco. for the Fallen Homies, man. Yeah, Art, and Art Taco and Camp Bowie just doesn't do no, it. They it's don't, just not. This, they, yeah. don't, they don't double spike their marks. <laughs> let's put it straight. I have a funny uh, story about Art Taco. Oh, let's we'll circle back. Want, yeah, we'll yeah. circle back. Um, so we this was with Nathan, John Wayne, and Anson. Uh, we were all getting margs and tacos and it was like let's go get a tattoo it's like <laughs> i can't remember who brought it up it may have been john wayne it was definitely me or because i already had you, you already one, have one and i was trying to convince these momos to get one too yeah and so it's like that's a fantastic idea <laughs> and i had i had been mulling on like a funny funny tattoo i would get but i ended up in the spirit of the moment i i uh I was engaged at that point. So it was like perfect time for an ass tat. Like, <laughs> this is great. And we went to the tattoo shop and I was like, can you do the Topo Chico font in a word that I want? He's like, yeah, I can do that. I can sketch that up. And I was like, okay, I want tacos question mark right where the Wrangler <laughs> sits on your back, uh, right cheek. It's like, yeah, we can definitely do that. Meanwhile, John Wayne's like, get it like, get it bigger. It should be much bigger than I'm like, I know it doesn't like, it doesn't need to take up. I don't have a big butt as it is. It doesn't need to take up my entire cheek, but the, the, like, I thought it was witty and funny. The, the great part is I did not tell Sarah what it was. And so on our wedding night, it was like, you want to see my ass tat and like turned around and it just said tacos question mark. And it was like this moment where she looked at me and goes, tacos really that's so that's hilarious so now you know something more about me dude that's a bold move man to just spontaneously get the tat yeah i'd do it again that's all right probably honestly maybe that's what makes me smile too this all started because i too had a butt tat um i had had it for like a year or two at that point uh and honestly every time i look at my butt I smile. So I'm serious. Name this episode. Look at your butt and smile. Sponsored by Endura Lab. Yeah, honestly, uh, my butt has gotten a wee bit bigger since being there. Um, but that was that all started, or the reason I have it is because um, I used to be a Young Life leader here in Fort Worth at a high school um, down the road from where we're at now, Arlington Heights High School. And there was this kid that I met there when he was like a freshman. Um, it was right when I first started at that high school. And his name was Ian Garza. And Ian, um, who is still just a dear friend of mine, it's really awesome. He feels like a brother to me now. 
Um, but he was the most quiet kid, always sat in the courtyard, mm-hmm. always drinking a, uh, a monster. And like <laughs> every, every morning, every Monday morning when I would go religiously at like seven seventeen or whatever, he was on the same little pillar sitting there drinking his monster, his Red Bull or whatever, not talking to anybody, just kind of huh. keeping to himself. Um, and so I get to know Ian through the years cause I'm always saying like, he's the first person I see when I walk in the courtyard. Um, and so get to know him a little bit talking to him here and there and eventually we developed this relationship he um is on the soccer team we kind of bond over that because i played high school uh soccer in high school too and and long story short he gets a senior year and he hasn't been to a young life camp once and we've been like trying to get him he's come to like club and all these things before but he'd never been to young life camp and i was taking a trip um to go backpacking okay um i had since the first story i told i'd been backpacking like a million times since then. So that was kind of my thing at that point. But Young Life has this uh, wilderness ministry and you can take high schoolers backpacking and it's freaking amazing. But um, he was not, he was stubborn. He like yeah. would always say no to going to camp. And then this, this year I was like, dude, it's your like last year in high school. Like I've got a great deal for you. Like the, the money, you know, kind of thing we were helping him out with. Like you got to come. Like this is like once in a lifetime opportunity. It changed my life. Like all that kind of stuff. And, um, we had developed like a great friendship at this point. And what it came down to was like, dude, he had been talking to me for months of like wanting a tattoo. And I was like, dude, I want a tattoo one day too. Like, what would you get? You know, just kind of talking about it and stuff like that. And so it came down to, I was like, Ian, if you sign up for this trip, I will take you to go get a tattoo. And he was like, all right, would you get a tattoo with me? And so like, it kind of like escalated and I was like, I would absolutely get a tattoo with you. I'll get a matching tattoo with you. You can name what it is and where on my body it goes, which was bold. bold yeah. yeah. Um, I also had like long hair and was kind of a hippie at this point. So I was like into that kind of thing. Yeah. I was feeling brave, but I was like, but you've got to sign up for this trip right now. And so long story short, he signs up for the trip and I like got to be a man to my word. And he's like, all right, let's go get uh, matching tattoos. I'm like, all right, what are we getting? And he was like, let's get the uh, the Young Life Fort Worth Young Life logo had um, it was like Fort Worth on top, and then had the Fort Worth steer, which is like a longhorn, but with a little longer, looks better than the yeah. T one, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and then it said Young Life at the bottom. You have a ring that has the steer. Sorry, That's that amazing. Was really bad radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he wanted the Fort Worth steer. I was like easy that's honestly kind of dope like that's a sick tattoo where do you want to get it and he was like right cheek and i was like <laughs> oh okay like, <laughs> i'm assuming you're not talking about my face and he was like yeah we're getting it on our butts and long story short we go down to the stockyards get this matching tattoo but he goes on wilderness uh minute the wilderness backpacking trip with me and it's like one of those life-changing impactful moments like yeah. he'll probably share that story too like yeah it was just an incredible week of getting near to the Lord and like getting tight with the people you're with and hearing each other's stories and like really getting to speak into each other's lives and encourage. And I think it was a really big week for both of us, honestly. Um, and like, like I said, we're still friends now. He's kind of like a little brother to me. Um, uh, in some ways he's a big brother. He's kind of a manly man. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, he's an EMT, but every time I look at my butt, I smile because I think of Ian, I'm like, that was a cool, cool time and he said yes to coming on a backpacking trip and a lot of life happened there but dude yeah that's hilarious that is awesome two out of three people around this table have a butt tap i know man yeah. i know josh that's your turn. Do you i feel like i need pressure? i feel like i need to join join the club at this point nowhere so close too. to famous 
sponsored by our spare change <laughs> left cheek. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Boys, thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for it's having absolutely. us. Absolutely. Been a good time. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our episode with Michael and Nathan. And if you did, there are many more coming your way just like it. So make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Nowhere Close to Famous Pot. As always, thanks for tuning in. Stay ordinary.